friends, Uncle Marv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast. This is the weekly live show, Wednesday evenings at 8 p.m., presented by NetAlly. And I am joined tonight by somebody here who is a Florida man, and Florida is so big, folks. We live so close together, but yet we've not run into each other. Steven Spiegel with Crew Who. Steven, how are you? I'm I'm good. I'm good. All and, right. Uh, I am a Florida man. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yep. Uh, we are just a few miles down the road from each other. We just didn't coordinate or we would have done something in studio, but maybe next time. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Looking forward to it. All right. Uh, so just a little bit of housekeeping, folks. Um, some of you were probably wondering if I was going to have a show tonight because we are in the midst of a Networking 101 webinar series. We finished day two. Around 1 p.m. this afternoon, day three continues tomorrow. And if you're not sure what that is because you're not paying attention, that is basically talking all things that we as technology solution providers should not forget when it comes to supporting the network. We talk about endpoints. We talk about cybersecurity. Sometimes we just don't even talk about the infrastructure there. So everything you needed to know about cable was discussed today with Mike Panaki. We talked about it from an MSP standpoint yesterday with Tom Wyant. Tomorrow, I'm going to have James Kakaska on from NetAlly. We are going to go back and review all of the tools that they have available and everything from the Slink Sprinter all the way up to the latest, the CyberScope, which can help you with some cybersecurity stuff. So we're going to talk about that. And if you hurry, head over to the website and sign up for tomorrow's webinar because one lucky registered attendee will receive a free NetAlly Etherscope. I'm sorry, NetAlly AirCheck G3. So if you need to diagnose and troubleshoot wireless connections, this is a fantastic tool. So that will be announced tomorrow, 1 p.m. Head over to the website itbusinesspodcast.com to sign up. Now, tonight, I'm not sure exactly where we're going to go with this discussion, but it's going to be a great one. And it's going to be one because Crew Who, as far as I understand, and Stephen, you'll correct me, uh, you guys do a lot of stuff with employee recognition, client recognition, helping people get excited about what it is that they do and the service they provide. I used to have employees. Mm -hmm. I could not deal with my employees. That's probably too strong. (laughs) Remote support came along and it made it easier for me to support my clients. And I have subcontractors, so it's not like I'm doing this by myself. But um, tell us more about Crewhu. You guys are eh, relatively new in a sense. I mean, you've been around 10 years now, 11 years. Uh, yeah, ten, 10 years or so, um, we uh, got, uh, you know, I created Crew Who because uh, I was trying to, of course, solve a problem uh, for my own for my own business. And, and what you say about having a team uh, and having issues with with the team is is common. Uh, but but if you want to scale. Uh, a business, the best way to do it is, is with a great team. And, and it really isn't that hard if you know 
you know, where the focus, I mean, we, we, you know, it was back in 2003, I was driving across the country with my wife. I just, uh, spent my life savings on a, on a franchise. Uh, it was Cold Stone Creamery, uh, an ice cream, uh, concept. And, uh, you know, I saw an opportunity in Florida. I figured if I can't sell ice cream in Florida, <laughs> I, I had to stop selling everything. Right. Uh, so I came out there and, you know, I started to build stores, uh, one after the other, after the other, uh, we were winning the market. Uh, uh, we got all these great leases, uh, negotiated, uh, and, and we were growing like gangbusters. Suddenly I had over a hundred employees and, you know, we just started to, you know, hit a wall, right. Or hit a ceiling. Right. Um, and, you know, we, we started to get turnover. Um, our same store sales started to decrease, you know, rapidly. Uh, and I knew there was a, there was a big problem. And, and I looked into it and I, I saw that the managers were only coming at the employees with things that were going wrong, right? They, were, they weren't being treated very well. And, and I also noticed that every one of my stores that, you know, out of thousands of transactions, got one negative review per month. And I'm like, well, that's not a, enough. And they weren't asked, right? They were, uh, they had to go to the website and I, I, I looked into this. They had to click 20 times to leave their, their feedback. And I'm like, this, this isn't good. We have to make this easier for, for the customer. And we also have to make sure that the, you know, when things go right, the employees, you know, get recognized uh, for it. So, we, we plugged into the loyalty system. So every time someone came to one of my stores, um, five minutes later on a timer, they would get uh, an email asking a question, one simple question. How do we do? Uh, and one negative rating went to 100 ratings per store per month, 96 of which were usually positive, four of which were negative. So now we had 96 opportunities to say thank you to our employees. Right. And uh, turnover miraculously um, went away or went very low. Uh, Our same store sales started to go up again. And we ended up being one of the highest grossing franchise groups uh, in the country. Interesting. Very nice. Now, Loy 2 programs, they've been around. It's they're not new in a sense, but it seems as though a lot of businesses don't want to do them. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure why, like I said, I don't have employees. Well, I do have an employee. My wife's on the payroll, so I can't say that. Um, and my nephew was on the payroll, but my subcontractors are not They're They're W nines. But even when I did have employees, I didn't really think about a loyalty program and it's sometimes not, you know, top of mind for a lot of business owners. What, um, you seem to have, Notice that took action. Why does that happen for some and not others? Well, you know, uh, well, first of all, the loyalty program that we plugged into is really for the customers. So every time they came to the the stores, um, that's my that's my dog. If you if you hear him, yeah. he's excited. Um, uh, every time they came, every time, yeah, every ten times they would get something free, right? 
Um, but we wanted to turn it around and bring it to the employee. We wanted we wanted the employees to get credit uh, for delivering amazing customer service to reinforce that. And and I know that customer service is so important in retail. And and ultimately, uh, we pivoted from the retail sector to the MSP sector uh, because some MSPs saw what we were doing and they're like, oh. We have a ticketing system. We're always, you know, we're always asking for feedback. We want more feedback. We also want to recognize uh, our guys for doing great work. Um, and so we ended up, we had, you know, so, so much more opportunity in this sector that we actually turned to the MSP sector. And now the uh, platform crew is tooled for the MSP uh, with the MSP in mind. So we integrate with, ConnectWise, we integrate with uh, Halo, uh, you know, Kaseya BMS, Autotask. So we're able to help MSPs collect a lot more uh, feedback. Uh, and that's what they're looking for. They're looking to, for collecting a lot more feedback um, so they could use it, use the positives to help differentiate themselves from other MSPs in the market and use the negatives to, you know, for continuous improvement. Um, and to deliver better, better service as they go. Right. Now, I've not heard the entire crew who's story, so you just shared a little bit about that and, and where it began, but I'm curious. You said that MSPs found you and reached out to you. Mm-hmm. I have to imagine that finding an ice cream franchise and uh-huh. saying we're going to turn that into something that the managed services community can use – that didn't just happen. I mean, did somebody walk into your store and love what you did? How did how did the, the transition happen? Well, it really happened organically, right? So, so I was in Coldstone. Um, I was friendly with the uh, the executive team in in Arizona, and they told me carte blanche you could go out to every market meeting, which is sort of a group meeting with a bunch of franchise franchises, and and talk about their your product with them. And so I flew around the country and, you know, it was either my sales pitch uh, or something. I wasn't getting a lot of engagement. They were really focused on, well, how does this help me bring in more business? You know, all I wanted, I want to count coupon. I, you, know, they, you know, the guys that were in the business, they, they own one store or two stores and, and, and uh, they were focused on counting coupons and, and they needed a direct link between, you know, investing money and seeing that. And I, at that point, I couldn't show it. And all of a sudden, organically, some MSP, I had no idea what an MSP was. I actually called them up. I go, so what do you do? I'm an MSP. I'm like, what's that? And so they started to talk about a managed service provider and how, you know, what kind of services they, they provide and, and how they, you know, uh, are, they manage their tickets and manage, you know, uh, moves, ads, and changes, and security, and backup. And so one of my customers told me to go go walk the floor at IT Nation that's coming up. And uh, so I tried to get a ticket. They said, you're a vendor. You can't get a ticket. I, I said, I'm not a vendor. I, I'm not even in this vertical. Um, and I, I had uh, this person help me get a, get a ticket, actually. Uh, so I finally got one. I spoke to, you know, HTG at the time, which was, uh, which is now Evolve right. and IT, uh, you know, uh, ConnectWise owns them. I spoke to a bunch of vendors and I spoke to 
you know, a bunch of MSPs just to understand their business. Uh, at that moment, I decided that this is really a, a great vertical that has a need uh, that we could we could solve. So we stopped focusing on the retail, which wasn't going anywhere fast. And, and we, I was spending a lot of money and we went over to this vertical. Um, how I, I knew we had something is, is the MSPs that, that that found me were, do you know who Gary Pika is? Yes, I do. Okay. So, so uh, Gary had, had this, this thing called true methods and they had the true method peer groups. It's called true peer now. And they had a quarterly meeting and, and one of the guys introduced me to Gary. Gary was kind enough to take my call. I'm like, Gary, you know, I'd love to, to get up there and, and, and talk to your guys up in Philadelphia. He says, you could, we have a the new, new, uh, uh, show called Schnizfest coming up. You could sponsor that. I'd rather not wait and I have no more money left. So I would really love to just come up there and talk to your guys because I tell you what, come up um, and take the guys out for drinks, you know, take care of the uh, the bar tab, sponsor the bar. And I'm like, oh, that sounds that sounds fine. I, I had no idea how much you guys love to drink. <laughs> I was going to say, that probably was a pretty penny. That was a pretty big bill. It was a pretty big bill. But we, I went up there and we signed up over a dozen MSPs. It, it, you know, our message uh, resonated with with the crowd, um, and it was a peer group. So if if it worked for somebody, they're going to want to try it out at least. These guys are still with me uh, today, and this was this was back in God. It was back, you know, back in 2016, February of 2016. Okay, that we uh, that we did this. And this is when we got into uh, the MSP space, and and we've been focusing on trying to solve uh, MSPs issues ever since. Now I imagine that our space was so much easier than the retail space because we have repeat customers. If we do our jobs right and we either get them into a recurring revenue model, whether it's month to month, year to year, three year, I mean, they're there. And coming with, coming up with a system to get their feedback, I'm, I'm assuming was much easier than, you know, an ice cream store where that person comes in, you may never see them again. So was that part of why it worked so well in doing that transition? I think it should work in the ice cream store as well, because, you know, one of the things that we look at is repeat business. And we, if we, if we're able to take someone to come into the store in one month, 1.8 times, and we turn that to 2.2 times, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Um, it's harder to probably show that or showcase that or get someone to believe that. The, the, the reason why it works so well, I think, in the MSP space is, is, is each customer is worth a lot more. Um, and there's not a lot of turnover in the MSP space, but, but when you do turn it over, it, it, it can really uh, hurt your business. But the other thing that we uncovered, it wasn't even something that we were, were planning on. Um, what we uncovered was, was, you know, MSPs, MSPA and MSPB and MSPC, they all pretty much look the same. They, they have a backup uh, solution. They have a security uh, solution, right? Um, their tech stack looks similar to the person down the street. How do you differentiate yourselves? How do you win business? 
And what we were helping them with is, is getting more Google reviews. Um, and, and it turns out MSPs want more Google reviews to showcase how they, uh, you know, deliver great service uh, and with social proof so they could win these deals that are at minimum $3,000 uh, a month. Uh, I know some of them are smaller, but, but on average, a lot of them are bigger. So I'd say $3,000, $36,000 a year, you know, a 50% gross margin. That's, that's a lot of profit. Yep. So, so if we could help them not only protect their existing base, but grow their business, uh, it's a tremendous, I mean, a tremendous ROI. Um, for the MSP. Right. So that, that was why we, we ended up doing so well here. And that's why we ended up staying here. All right. Now it sounds funny that you just went and had the talk with Gary Pika's people and you came away with business immediately because we're, we're not the industry where we jump on stuff right away. It's normally there's a list of challenges and objections that have to be overcome. What were some of those early challenges because you weren't a tech guy mm -hmm. you didn't know our language mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you probably didn't know what bcdr and you know all the acronyms were so what were some of the challenges both from the msp side and from your side making it work well there were there were other people in the in the uh in the field uh there was a company called smileback um uh and there was a few others and and to be perfectly honest, the, the ones that already use the customer satisfaction system were easier. Um, we talk about, hey, we're, we're, we're like the smileback system you have, but we go a, a few steps further. We, we recognize the guys for doing, you know, positive work and, and we have an automation and, and the guys in this business, I might not know the acronyms, but, but they like to hear automation. <laughs> um, and so when we talk about automation and we talk about, Hey, we could make this simple for you. Um, that's when, uh, they started to, you know, perk up, uh, and, and listen, right. You know, these guys, these technical, you know, experts, these, you know, you know, they're, they're brilliant in what they do, but you ask them to say, uh, put in, for example, a recognition system. They're like, what? A recognition system. You mentioned it earlier. You know, who wants to put in a recognition system for for employees? First of all, they should do their job. Right. Let's, here, yeah. Right. Like like what you said, Uncle Marv, you know, um, you know, and and if they believe in it, they're like, I don't know how to do this. And people like to stay in places where they're comfortable. They're comfortable talking about security. They're comfortable talking about backup recovery. Um, they're not comfortable really talking about or, or implementing a solution to uh, incentivize or motivate employees. And, and this is this is the the space that we fill. And 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 at the end of the day, we're a customer experience platform, and we do this, you know, by incentivizing the employees and and what every MSP wants that, that understands the importance of customer experience is to constantly improve it so they can stand out from the crowd and win business and grow their company. 
the term that I've seen over and over when talking about crew who is gamification. Um, there's a part of me that's like, is it really a game when we talk about this? However, I know that when I've seen some of the other employee side, we're talking about the employee recognition only, not the customer's stuff. Mm. But, you know, a lot of times they want to put a board up there and track sales or Mm -hmm. engagements and, you know, the top employees get recognized and stuff like that. Is the crew who system similar to that or is gamification a lot more and I'm hoping a lot better? Yeah. So, so leaderboards are important. Um, You know, as humans, you know, it's not just getting incentivized. It's, it's winning the game. And so game of, and let me, you mentioned recognition and you mentioned gamification and, and they're actually two different things. We actually play in both. Right. But I want to talk about that. And okay. It's important to understand the, the reason why a lot of MSPs have, have trouble with employee engagement is they don't focus their employees on the metrics that matter to their business. Okay. And a way to do that and a way to create a habit is to, you know, focus on a daily basis, the employees. And this is gamification. So if you do this, you'll get that. That's gamification, really. Gamification could be a contest, right? You could say the person with the most positive surveys, the person with the most um, tickets closed, that the uh, the tech with the most or the best response time or resolution time, the team with the best response time or resolution time gets this. That's gamification. And it could be a trigger. It could be when you hit this number, you'll get rewarded. Or it could be a contest where you have a leaderboard and you have a bunch of people there. And it could be the best score wins, the top three score wins, um, the Everybody that hits the goal wins. We do all of that. Um, but focusing on, and, and, and let's back up. The other thing you want to do is focus it. You know, what's, the, what's a trailing metric? What are you trying to get to? You're trying to get to more sales. You're trying to get the, uh, a higher customer satisfaction rating that we call CSAT. You're, you're trying to get to delivering a better customer experience. Now there's leading metrics that get you there. So what's that? It's, Consistently, consistently, consistency is a, a key word here. Um, closing the same amount of tickets, getting to a specific response time or resolution time for putting your time entry in. You know, I'm sure <laughs> what, that's one of the things that you, you, you drove you crazy when you had employees. Oh, yeah. Put your time in so we could see if our, our customers are profitable or not. Um, utilization, you know, I'm paying you this much. I'd like you to work on, uh, uh, tickets that are billable tickets, at least 80% of the time being, so everybody has different, uh, metrics that they want to track. Maybe you have utilization. You want to make sure, you know, your utilization isn't where you want it to be. You want to focus on that. You know, maybe, maybe the guy down the street has trouble getting their guys to document, and because of that, um, they need more level three. 
techs. And you know, as well as I do, it's not really easy to find great level three techs. But what if your guys are documenting, your level three guys are documenting, take everything in here and they put it in IT glue or hoodoo. Then your level one guys will be as smart as your level three guys because they're sharing information. So it all depends on what your MSP needs, but we use gamification to help the employees focus on that. And if you use that, it works. Now, recognition, that's another thing. Recognition is totally voluntary. Um, it's not if you get this, if you do this, you'll get that. It's, it's, for example, taking your core values of your company, empowering your team, all your techs, sales guys, your knock engineers, your field engineers, and saying, hey, listen, if you see something great, you see someone living one of our core values, recognize the other person. And this is voluntary. This is what I consider recognition. Um, and, and give them a what we call an employee recognition badge. Both things are really great. They motivate the employees. They create a strong culture. Uh, but I think both should be used. Both employee recognition and gamification of metrics. All right. I'm, I apologize. I'm opening my phone because I'm looking for an email. One of my clients just implemented a program and I was going to try to find the name. And it is exactly what you described where the motivation is, hey, did you see a team member doing something great? Recommend them or recognize them. And uh, it's a client's thing, so I don't have it ready. But that sounds exactly what you mentioned. Yeah. So, so over the years, we, we, we studied the MSP uh, vertical. And we, we, we understand what metrics are important to them. And so we take what Smileback did and we, we not only collect feedback, but we also recognize the guys to keep them motivated. Uh, then we took recognition, uh, which is really important and empowered the team to give recognition to one another to keep the core values strong. Uh, and then we took the metrics that were important and gamified them. So we took all these three pieces, put it into one platform built for the MSP, made for the MSP, um, so we could help the MSP uh, stand out from the crowd. All right. I did find it. I don't know if it makes no mentions, bucket list rewards, but it's uh, the one email I saw was, you know, want to be notified of birthdays and anniversaries and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we uh, congratulate we, your we colleagues. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I have to imagine that there's a certain size that this really works for. The bigger the organization, uh, the more that needs to be done. But for smaller MSPs, it still has to be a part of it because motivating employees doesn't matter how big or how small you are. Uh, it's sometimes harder to keep employees when you're only dealing with two or three as opposed to when you right. deal into 20 or 30. Well, well, if you're dealing with 20 or 30, you lose an employee. It's not as impactful to the person dealing with two or three. Right. Right. You, you just, you know, you lose one, you just lost 33% of your workforce. The, the owner of that company is going to feel it in the 20 to 30, you lose a tech. 
the owner probably isn't going to feel it. Um, he's probably protected by another layer of management. However, the bigger that you get, the more impactful it is to profits, the more impactful it is to valuation. Um, we have uh, customers with as little as two employees uh, to customers with over 500 uh, employees. And they're looking for different things. Um, you know, for the smaller uh, MSPs out there, they're, they're really looking for standing out, getting more Google reviews, getting more feedback. They're starting up. They're definitely not as mature as someone with 20 or 30 or 100 or 200. Uh, but, but there's things that we could help with, right? When you start to get much larger, now we're talking about productivity. Uh, you know, how can you be more, more productive? Um, how can we fit into your sales process to help you sell better with your, with your sales team? Uh, and if we could move these levers just a little bit, you know, we're talking about tens of thousands of dollars uh, instantly, you know, over the course of a lifetime, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Now, without giving away the secret sauce, what are some examples for MSPs that haven't, you know, reached out to you or anything of things that can be done when it comes to, you know, collecting that customer feedback, utilizing that and, you know, achieving you know, that increase in customer satisfaction? Um, do you have modules or pieces that can be done or is it customized per per company? Yeah, so as, as you start, um, you know, a lot of our customers start with the feedback. They want to start collecting feedback and, and uh, lots of feedback. Um, so they can take the positives, use it to collect more uh, online reviews, improve reputation. Um, they could take the negatives, see, see what's going on. Negatives become more important as you get bigger. Um, so as you're smaller, you try to use this to, to grow more. As you're bigger, you try to use this to enhance your, your operations, improve your, your profitability and also, you know, sell more. That, that never, that never stops. Right. That want never stops. Um, you know, you want to find out as you get bigger, the analytics become much more important. And, you know, we have, you know, I think that's our biggest, besides the recognition and being able to motivate employees, our analytics are really, really important because they can look at these reports and seeing what their customers aren't saying. So um, a lot of people, you know, that I meet with, that I see in conferences uh, along the way say, hey, I have 100% the customer satisfaction score, score the CSAT score. My question to them is, well, well, you know, you know, how many surveys are you getting? What's your conversion rate? What customers are not giving you uh, feedback? Um, you know, what do customers say about your response rate? We have one report where you could see, oh, I got out of a thousand surveys, you know, everybody is clicking on uh, resolution time, say 800 people, 900 people. And, and proactiveness and helpfulness, but I have only 200 people clicking on response time. Um, you could have 100% CSAT, but just seeing that in a report shows you you have a problem with with the initial response time. And this is now something that you could you could work on. And the number one reason why customers leave MSPs is because of a slower response time. And you could even have a fast response time. 
But a lot of times expectations are here. They don't match. Right. Right. So you, you, you could have a, you know, a computer could break down. You could fix it within an hour, hour and a half. Their expectation is a half an hour. SLA is four hours. So there's an issue. So, and it's not really the customer's fault because ultimately you blame the customer. Hey, I'm hitting my SLA. It's up to you, the MSP, to make sure that your expectations are aligned, to make sure they understand that it will take four hours. Because no matter what, whether they're wrong or right, if their expectations are off and they're unhappy and they leave, doesn't matter whose fault it is. Well, you mentioned a great point there because there are a lot of us that experience the situation where a customer leaves and we don't know why. And some of it is, is kind of what you say, where if you ask them a question, they probably would give you the answer that they think you want to hear so that they don't have to engage in the why or explain themselves. So the, I guess part of what I was getting ready to ask is when this customer engagement is done, is there a way in those reports where you can see a customer may be, may be answering yes, 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 yes in some areas and then not responding completely in another area where they just, you know, or they just don't respond at all. Yeah. You could see the customers that are engaged and you could see that the customers aren't engaged and you could still have a very high CSAT score, by the way, a customer satisfaction score, but the non-engaged customers are red flags. Um, I always say with my team, and in the channel, positive feedback is awesome. Negative feedback is even better. No feedback sucks, right? And, and it's the no feedback. It's what they're not saying that's most telling uh, to an MSP. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to ask a couple of questions that I didn't prep you for. Okay. So as a vendor trying to talk to us MSPs because mm-hmm. I hear a lot on both sides where, you know, vendors obviously want the sales and your engagement is to get us to, you know, buy your service and stuff. MSPs are notorious for not responding. So how does that translate for you dealing with people like us? Oh, I, I, uh, I know that, uh, <laughs> You guys are, 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 are not, not great at responding, right? <laughs> and, and you say you're going to respond, but you don't because you're wearing so many, so many hats. Right. And uh, our big value proposition is that we're going to take some of these hats away. We're going we're gonna to give you uh, analytics. We're going to help you motivate your employees. One of the biggest things that I see, and, and, and the average size of an MSP, I would say, is you know between ten and fifteen employees. It's a small company, right? Uh, any other industry, you're talking about two hundred people. That's a small company, right? No, that's a big MSP, a two hundred person right. MSP. So the, the, you know this is this is really you know small companies where 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 the owner a lot of times, and and I've I've been there, uh, wants all the control and and doesn't give up 
control to the to the employees and 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 uh, to not just employees but people that you want to to lead and that and in my journey myself as an entrepreneur that has been the secret for me um uh letting go letting others within the organization uh do what they do right uh and and we help you know by providing analytics we help by you know motivating uh the employees we unlock you know power that you didn't even know you had so you could continue to hire uh, and grow your business because that's how you really grow and scale. All right. It's a good response because, uh, yeah, we are notorious for, for doing that. Sometimes it's just too many emails for us to get to in a day. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, the other question that I don't know if you have an answer for or if you've got any insight. And I don't know if it's since COVID or if it's this trend of the newer generation, the younger, workforce where we in the tech industry seem to find it difficult to find good help, whether it's somebody that is willing to come into the office because everybody wants to work remote now. And sometimes we need uh, in-house techs, the motivation where they are not focused and we may have to micromanage them a lot more than we want. Have you seen a change in the workforce and has that impacted how you're approaching these programs? There's, I mean, there's definitely a change in the workforce. Um, you know, there's always a change in the workforce. Um, uh, you can't find good help these days is not a new well, <laughs> right. My father used to say that, right? You know, decades ago, right? So you know, the greatest generation, like they don't worry. It's it's just that people change, yeah. Um, and you know, because of the internet, you know, people want instant gratification. Uh, so I think instant gratification is a great way uh, to motivate people, right? Having leaderboards, being able to recognize and reward them uh, on the spot. You know, what you do, what all of you guys do out there, what your employees do for you is not easy. You're not selling ice cream. You're not selling flowers. They're coming to you because something is wrong. My day's ruined. Help me. Right. So they're getting beat down every day. So I lean with trust. I don't lean with distrust. And I, I lean that, that every one of your employees really, they really want to help. And when they're going above and beyond to help your customers and they feel like, you know, they're not being recognized for the work that they're doing, they may not do bad work, but they'll disengage just a little bit. You probably won't even notice it. Right. And then all of a sudden, instead of being an exceptional organization, right, like a Ritz-Carlton, uh, like a Chick-fil-A, you'll turn into an average organization, uh, you know, maybe like a, like a Burger King, right? Uh, I, I use this example a lot when I, when I speak on the road. Uh, Chick-fil-A, uh, amazing customer service. They're the guys that say my pleasure all the time. Um, 
they have a culture of customer service. They're closed on Sundays. They're closed on Sundays, yeah. every Sunday. Uh, Burger King is open 365 days a year. Um, Chick-fil-A does, on average, and this is probably an old number now, $5 million per store. Burger King does like, you know, two. You know, working 52 days less per year. And it's because of, of customer experience. Well, I mean, you and you can see it. You can see it in the sense that as much as, I mean, I've heard people say the food isn't better. No, the food's not great. <laughs> it's just, no. I mean, so why in the world? But everybody is there. People will sit in line. You know, when you're talking fast food, when we used to have, listen, I, I worked at McDonald's in high school and I remember, you know, working the drive through and our goal was to get everybody in and out of that drive through in two minutes. Mm-hmm. That ain't happening these days. No, 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 no. And so as an MSP, you could, you could decide, you could, you could decide, do I want to be a Burger King or do I want to be Chick-fil-A. And if you decide you want to be a Chick-fil-A and focus on experience, focus on your guys, you will sell more. You will. All right. We, uh, we, we blew past the break here because I, I didn't want to break the, 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 the train of thinking here, but I did want to make sure that we put your website up for anybody that, uh, did not know. It's actually an easy site. Uh, com, just as it sounds. And, uh, C R E W H U. Crew is your peeps. Who is human, but it's also your excitement. Who? <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> uh, yeah, your people, when I saw them in Orlando, they were, they were hooting and hollering, uh, on the yeah, boat. We have fun. <laughs> Uh, also, just so that everybody knows, if they go to your website now and scroll down, uh, go below the fold, uh, you can get an ebook for free uh, entitled uh, Help Desk Metrics That Matter. Is it six, six Help Desk matter, Metrics That Matter? Okay, great. So uh, that is something yeah. to pay attention to. And, and listen, you talked about it. You know, we, we need to we need to – be monitoring the right things. So that's good. Those leading metrics will will turn into fantastic customer satisfaction, uh, experience, uh, reputation, and ultimately sales. Yeah. And you are integrated with just about every platform that we are familiar with. So all of the uh, RMMs and PSAs, uh, some of the communication channels, Slack, Teams, uh, even yeah, some Teams. I mean, we, we we use Slack as a as a as a uh, software as a service company, but for the most part, MSPs use use MS Teams, of course, because they're selling right. uh, Microsoft, and and why not? Yeah, but MS Teams is a great product, and and we have a great integration with them uh, as well. So you only have to leave your your communication platform. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Well, I'm going to have you start to get ready for your Florida man or random question. But as you do that, uh, I need to let people know I mentioned the presenting sponsor at the top, Net Ally. Uh, I also should mention that the 
The mug that I drink from each night now is sponsored by Super Ops and the unified PSA RMM platform. Tonight is water because I had my hot tea earlier today. But I want to thank Super Ops for coming aboard for 2024. They also are sponsoring our Florida Man segment as well. Our live stream still sponsored by Computers Done Right, managed service provider in Venice, Florida, taking care of not only your computers, your managed services, but can also help with website and social media. And our good friend Corey uh, at Instant House Call, if you need remote support and you're not signed up with one of the big RMMs and you just need to you know, take care of those customers, instanthousecall.com. You can get your white label. You can get all the f- same features as the big boys, and you can do it for 15 days. You don't even have to put in a credit card to get started. So those are your sponsors. Head over to itbusinesspodcast.com. Hit sponsors. Support the people that support the show here. Thank you very much. All right, Stephen, are you uh, – now, you're – you live in Florida. You've been here quite a while, so you you do know the concept of Florida man, right? Yeah, just just don't ask me what my Florida man is. It's inappropriate because <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen every day, right? <laughs> so, did you do you want to share a Florida man story? You want to uh, you want to do a random question? No random question. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Man, and I hear I was thinking I'm going to get a uh, Florida man story, but nope. Let's pull up the random question generator and let's see what pops up here you know when we're with a bunch of people at a party we would you know you would have the florida man game where go what's your florida man and you look up your birthday and then you put in florida man and there's a story and we have a big laugh um it's just not pg so uh, that's why i'm going random here okay that's a fun game by the way and so anybody listening Play Florida Man. It's really fun. All right. Oh, this should be a very interesting one. If you inherited or won a million dollars, what's the very first thing you would do with the money? God, I put it, you know, I could have the most impact with, with what we do with the business. I put it in the business. I, I'd, uh, I'd, do whatever my employees have asked over over the years that I couldn't do with my budget. Um, and we, we try to make an impact with, uh, uh, with the markets that we, that we focus on. All right. I, I didn't get into my business. And that's not a bad answer because we know that uh, vendors have to spend a lot of money in our industry. I get that. I know that all the conferences and all the marketing and all the stuff, I, I get it. So, That'd be good. I'd, of course, have to pay off the house and get a second one on the other coast because that's what the wife wants. Ah, but I, I believe in my team. I believe in what we're doing. And I know that if we put even more money into it, we would grow faster. So, nice. Um, yeah, I, uh, 100%. Okay. So here is the Florida Man story for tonight. And the title is World of Warcraft – leads cops to Florida man accused of hiding underage Ohio girl he met online playing games. So (laughs) Florida man was arrested after he was accused of traveling to Ohio and picking up his underage girlfriend and then driving her back to Florida 
where he planned on hiding her inside his home until they could get married. So on January 3rd, an FBI agent contacted a detective in the Marion County Sheriff's Office regarding a missing child case out of Ohio. The FBI agent reportedly learned the missing teen's World of Warcraft account had been accessed from an address in Dunellen. <laughs> we, we're really nice people here. I, I, I gotta say, I, 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 we get a bad rap, Uncle Marv. We do, we do. So uh, I will have I the why. I will have the link to that story up. And that's funny. I had to pick that because my wife is actually from Ohio, uh, uh. <laughs> so. Um, but she is certainly not underage. She's, in fact, older than me. I did have to go up and drive her down to Florida when it was time to move. So it seemed very appropriate. Um, yeah, Florida, man, we get a wrap. Although I did post a technology-based story. So, you know, uh, police have broken up a, a Kia gang that was stealing cars using USB cables. Yeah. You know, there is a lot of... Uh, theft, auto theft. Um, yeah, we're the we're the here. stolen car export capital of the world down here in Miami. Yeah, yeah, I've gotten my car stolen. Uh, uh, yeah, once it was gone, it was gone. There's nothing we could do, we could do about it. So, so I had my car stolen, but I got it back. What now? Now that's something you don't hear every day. It uh, it, it, it didn't come back pretty. <laughs> Let's just say that. Maybe it was. Maybe it's better that it doesn't come back. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I probably would have preferred that it didn't because it just was not the same. Uh, of course, the stereo was gone. It reeked of smoke and stuff. They had, you know, put cigarette butts out everywhere. It was just a dirty mess and just never felt the same. So I think I only had it six to eight months after I got it back. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, that's, that's that's too bad. Yep. But, uh, all right. Well, Stephen, thank you very much for coming on the show and hanging out. Yeah, it was, it was great hanging out with you too. Um, you know, great podcast. Uh, thanks for the time. All right. And we'll have to, actually, matter of fact, I was going to say I have to do it again. We're, in fact, we are going to do this again. Uh, I don't know how much of the details I can release because I don't have everything. But next Thursday, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern, we are doing a live stream. And it is going to be on the topic of creating superfans. Yeah, so we'll get that advertisement out soon, folks, so you can see that. And we can hear more from Crew Who, and it's going to be a podcast panel. Uh, we have other semi-celebrity guests joining us, so it should be good. Uh, be sure to head over to crewwho.com. Go down and get your free book. Sign up to get started. Recognize your employees. Encourage them. And... Uh, let me see here. I was going to read a thing earlier. You had a case study that showed an MSP achieved a 20% increase in employee engagement and 95% customer satisfaction through Kruhu's gamification platform. So doing good things over there. Yeah. That was Adam Radulovic. Yeah. All right. One of the OGs. Hey. All right, folks. That's going to do it for this live edition of the IT Business Podcast. Uh, sign up on the website for your favorite podcast platform or follow us on the social media, LinkedIn, YouTube, or the Facebook. Get notified whenever we have shows go live, video or audio, and uh, come back and hang out with us on a Wednesday night sometime. We will see you soon. 
And until next week, holla. <laughs>